Welcome to r slash true off my chest, where OP gets divorced over a bag of Cheetos. Our next Reddit post is from Pristine Librarian. I handed my husband divorce papers today over his Reddit account and a bag of chips. Obviously, it goes without saying that it wasn't just over a bag of chips, but hot Cheetos were my breaking point. I just couldn't take it anymore. I had already had the terms of separation drawn up six months ago when, during a heated argument, he said, We don't have kids. You should be thankful it's only me you clean up after. I kept hearing that in my head. Thankful for cleaning up behind a grown man ten years older than me? He apologized the next day in detail and told me why what he said was wrong and that he doesn't believe it. But I don't think the things that you say in those kinds of moments are just hurtful words. There's a little bit of truth in them. And then I found his Reddit account a few days ago. I accidentally saw his username when he showed me a screenshot. I memorized it and it took me two days to get the courage to look. In between comments on NSFW subreddits was complaints about me and posts about me too. On one post, he had been ripped to shreds and told that he was a piece of garbage. Reading those comments made me realize that I was nothing but an effing idiot to think that love can fix things. I was 20 when I met him and he was 35. I thought that people were being dramatic or annoying about our age gap because my single father who raised me didn't have an issue with it. But then, I realized that he was just the same type of effing creep. It was almost like my father pre-groomed me to accept certain behavior to make it easier for the other men in my life. Anyways, I came home early today after a rough day at work, after finding out that my direct reporting manager had been killed by her husband. Then, I walked in the door to see my lazy, filthy husband. I told him what happened to her, and I started to cry. He didn't console me. He said, we don't know what made him do that. Let's wish both of them luck and move on with our day. <laughs> wish both of them luck, buddy, she's dead. Good luck, lady. <laughs> Good luck, lady. I hope things work out well for you. Oh, I bet he wasn't listening. I bet he just, I bet he wasn't listening. So he didn't realize she was dead. Oh, I bet that's what happened. Anyways, back to the story. Wish her luck? The dead lady? I tried to convince myself that he just wasn't paying attention. That soothed me for about an hour. Then, I was in the middle of making dinner, and he complained that it was already 6.45pm. I told him that he shouldn't be that hungry yet, because he just ate half a bag of chips and left them on the table. So, instead of A. Helping me finish dinner, B. Apologizing and waiting silently and patiently, C. Finishing the bag of chips, or D. Just laughing it off, he instead chose to throw the bag of chips at me. We've been together for seven years, married for four, and he's never done anything that downright rude to me. Because, low self-esteem aside, that's something that won't fly with me either way. The chips landed all over the floor that I had just mopped and swept. Whatever glare I gave him was enough to make him grab a broom in 30 seconds. It wasn't enough to make him at least check that it was all swept up and vacuum afterwards. So, when I finished dinner and brought our plates to the dinner table, thinking, wow, I really spoil him. The entire time we've dated, I've always made his plates and brought them right to him. No one's ever done that for me. And, at that moment, I stepped on a chip. It didn't hurt or anything, but I screamed. I'm not sure why. I just couldn't take it anymore. So, I ran to the home office, and I came back out with the papers and a pen. 
I put them in front of his dinner plate and walked out while he was yelling my name. I'm currently eating a burger and fries in my car right now, realizing that I have to start all over. My life is done. My love for him is too. I hope I don't cave. I hope I don't let him convince me. I hope if I start to change my mind, I can come back and read this post. That way, I can understand that this is not a heated decision. This is something I need to do if I ever want something like a real effing life. OP, I think the best way to try to frame this in your mind is not to think of this as your life is over and you have to start all over. Think of it as like, you're free, you've been liberated, you've escaped a cave, you're out of jail. I wouldn't say that your life is over. I would say the opposite. Your life has finally started. Our next Reddit post is from that girl again. Every day when my neighbor comes home from work, he unlocks his door and says, Hello, Kevin. And Kevin, the cat, meows back in greeting. Meow. Our apartment building is small, and I can hear nearly everything that happens in the communal hallways in my living room. I don't know my neighbor at all, not even his name, but I do know his cat. My neighbor also likes to smoke a lot of weed. No shame, I like to indulge too, just not every day. I work from home and live alone, but hearing, Hello Kevin, has become a part of my routine. It makes me smile every time. Yesterday, I heard the normal, Hello Kevin, greeting and Kevin's meow. Meow. <laughs> Later, I smelled the blunt he smoked. Then, I heard him go into the laundry room and come back. But then, I heard something odd. Kevin's meowing was super loud, and he sounded pissed. I waited a little while, but Kevin persisted. I opened up my door, and I saw Kevin outside my neighbor's door. He was practically screaming and jumping up to hit the door with his little paws. Inside the apartment, I heard my neighbor echoing Kevin's cries. My neighbor sounded frantic and desperate, calling, Kevin? Kevin? Over and over again. So, I walked up to his door and knocked. I heard my neighbor... <laughs> I heard my neighbor pause, then quietly, with amazement and perhaps fear, repeat, Kevin? At the, <laughs> at the last moment, I decided to dart back into my apartment and softly close the door, listening while my neighbor let Kevin in. He whispered, how'd you do that, Kevin? I've been laughing to myself about it since it happened, imagining my stoned out of his mind neighbor contemplating how his cat human knocked on his door. I'm <laughs> Ovi, I'm imagining your neighbor like on his deathbed in 50 years. The last thought that crosses through his mind is, how in the hell did that cat knock on my door? Our next Reddit post is from Voxan. The woman who caused the death of my best friend just messaged me. My friend, Mark, unalived himself six years ago because of a girl named Amy, a schoolmate who accused him of S.A., it's up to you guys to figure out what SA stands for because I am not saying it on YouTube. It cost him everything. His scholarship, most of his friends, and even most of his family members abandoned him. His own mother told him to die and burn in hell before going no contact. The only people who believed him were his dad and me. Why? Because the two of us were together all day playing video games at his dad's house during the night that Amy claimed that Mark attacked her. For clarity, his parents are divorced. I was staying for a week in their house, and the date that Amy mentioned was the second day of my stay. Amy and Mark knew each other because they're both in the volleyball team of our university. She's not a classmate, she's not a friend, and she's not even an acquaintance. According to the people that I previously talked to, Amy was involved in a girls-only night out with her dorm mates. 
They'd been having deep conversations, and when Amy was asked if she had ever had experience in being essayed, she blurted out Mark's full name and a specific date and time. After their night out, the other girls immediately spread this accusation all over Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, calling Mark an R-word. They even messaged some professors and the dean of our department. Amy's family tried to press charges, but the case was dropped after Mark's dad showed countless evidence proving Mark's whereabouts the entire day, including a video of me playing League of Legends taken by Mark himself that he posted on Twitter during the exact time that Amy claimed that Mark attacked her. During all of this, Amy was nowhere to be found. Of course, things didn't magically stop after proving that Mark was legally innocent. After six months of enduring continuous violent harassment from Amy's family and her boyfriend, threats both online and in person from schoolmates and neighbors, and being abandoned by almost everyone he loved, Mark unalived himself on December 2nd, 2017. People effing celebrated his death because people still believed that he was an R-word. It was one of the most painful experiences that I've ever had in my entire life. He was like a brother to me, and he was one of the kindest and most awesome people that I know. The anger and grief is still so effing ripe in my heart, even after years of therapy. Yesterday, Amy messaged me after six years of silence. The first thing she said, I'm sorry. She effing admitted to randomly saying Mark's name because he was the first person she thought of. She said that she panicked because she never had an experience being essayed and thought that she was out of place because most of the girls in that party had experienced essay before. She told me that it was because she was young and stupid. She justified herself by saying that she never thought that it would go out of hand because the other girls promised their conversation would be a secret. She thought that Mark wouldn't be affected because they don't know each other and they have very different social circles. She said that she was too afraid to say anything because her lie spread way too much for her to control it. That was the reason why she was nowhere to be found during those times when everything went to hell. I asked her why she was telling me this, and she told me that she had been feeling guilty for the past six years, and she thought that it was time for her to come clean because her therapist told her to. Her family doesn't know. Her boyfriend, who she's been with for eight years, doesn't know. Mark's family doesn't know. And all the people who believed her didn't know. She only admitted this to me. I'm so effing angry that I can't even put this into words. This woman killed my best friend and thinks that everything's gonna be okay afterwards? She's the effing reason that a good person like Mark is now forever gone. I haven't replied to her. I'm afraid that I would say so many horrendous things to her. I don't want to tell Mark's dad because he's still going through grief and has spiraled deep into depression since Mark died. I'm tempted to spread our conversation online, but I know that it would drag me down to the same level as her and her friends. I effing hate everything right now. Down in the comments, I'm going to read this reply from Present Small. Tell her, if she's really sorry, to attempt to clear it up in the same circles that she spread it publicly, to her friends and family, the college, his family, everywhere. Saying it to the one person who knew that it was false is a cop-out. If she won't, then you put the admission up yourself, showing that you gave her a chance. She doesn't get to just pay lip service and feel better. She has to either clear his name or carry around the guilt of crushing that man into ending his life. I'm so sorry for your loss and the unfairness of it all. 
Yeah, and like on top of the fact that she owes it to Mark to clear his name, she committed a crime on top of that, like a grievous felony. Imagine lying about S.A. just to, what, get popular? To fit in? I don't even know. She said that she was young and stupid. I mean, come on. They, they said they were in university, so that's at least 1920 probably. Not only did this woman ruin Mark's life, but it's because of women like her that real victims aren't believed. Our next Reddit post is from No Yam. My husband and I have been married for two weeks, and I'm already having regrets. My husband's ex has really been making things difficult for us. She makes sure my stepkids call me by my first name rather than any term of endearment. Our wedding happened to fall on one of her days with the kids. My husband invited her for reasons that I am still unsure of. I was aware that she had received an invitation, but my husband never told me that she had accepted. She came with the kids an hour later, and I assumed that she was dropping them off, but she had intentions to stay. She was dressed more elegantly than me, and that felt off, so I asked her to leave. She disrespectfully told me that she would be staying. My husband and mother-in-law told me that she was like family and wouldn't be leaving. I was disgusted by this, because it was obvious what this woman was doing. She posted the story here on Reddit, but in a way that made me out to be a toxic villain in the story. The story appeared on the front page of Reddit and was also on a friend's TikTok for you page. It was not hard to identify myself because I recognized the dress and she also used my real name in the story. I don't understand why she's been doing this because we had been civil with each other until now. I'm also very offended by the way that she degraded me in her defensive comments and by the fact that my husband took her side. God, I love Reddit! Down in the comments, people have tracked down the other post, which we are going to read. Oh, I'm so excited for this. Am I the bad guy for showing up at my ex's wedding in a pretty dress? My ex and I had a peaceful divorce. We co-parent our three kids together, and there haven't really been many issues. My ex is getting married to Stephanie. I like Stephanie. She's been great with my kids and makes my ex happy. My ex invited me to their wedding, and I was happy for him. It was my day with the kids, so it made sense for me to come, according to my ex's reasoning. When I arrived at the wedding, Stephanie thanked me for dropping the kids off and brushed me off. We had never had any issues before. I explained that I was going to stay for the reception, and she was very upset. I was confused, because I assumed that she knew that I would be in attendance. It turned out that she didn't consider that I would actually accept the invitation. I told her that I was invited, and since I took the two-hour drive, I would be staying for the entire duration. She didn't like this response. Stephanie asked me to leave, and I stood my ground. She went on to complain about my dress upstaging hers. My ex and former mother-in-law helped her calm down, and the wedding shortly began. I thought that was the end of it, but later, in private, Stephanie accused me of trying to ruin her special day. She's convinced that I wanted to show off and make the wedding about my divorce. She said that it was rude for me not to leave after the bride requested it because it was her special day. I told her that I'm not responsible for her insecurities and once again reminded her that I have no interest in stealing my ex back. And then, hold up, we have a picture of the dress. Wow! Okay, Jesus. Okay, for those of you who are, who are listening and not watching, let me describe this dress to you. 
Imagine a perfectly fitting dress that is strapless, shows off tons of boobs. And this thing is red, like red, red, fire truck red. The burning ember at the heart of a coal red. This thing is elegant, sexy, eye-catching. It's kind of like, it gives kind of like red carpet vibes. Oh, this old thing, I just threw it on for the wedding. It's no big deal. This thing is literally just a wedding dress. It's a wedding dress that's red. <laughs> okay, someone actually tracked down the dress on the internet. This is the, this is the description of the dress. Women's sweetheart full lace beach wedding dress mermaid bridal gown. It's literally listed as a wedding dress, a red wedding dress. She wore a wedding dress to someone else's wedding. They say don't wear white because you steal the thunder from the bride who's wearing white. She, she wore a literal wedding dress. So for clarity, OP posted a picture of the, the dress, but she deleted it after people started ripping her apart. But luckily, Reddit, God, I love you people. Reddit users tracked down the dress, so I'm getting all this information from the comments. As you, <laughs> as you might expect, this Karen is getting ripped to shreds in the comments. So even after dressing up the story to make it sound like she was the good guy and OP from the original post was the bad guy, people are still calling her the bad guy in this story. So to the original OP, the OP who got married two weeks ago and is currently regretting it, I am 100% on your side. And I'm not alone because the rest of Reddit is as well. That was our slash true off my chest. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.